new CBS Monday. Federal agents! Here's where we can see them. NCIS Hawaii is back. Time to set it up! New criminals to catch. Armed robbery, aggravated assault, murder. And new investigations to be solved. These guys were good, but even masters make mistakes. Vanessa Lachey and featuring LL Cool J. Violin Island, you got him. Welcome to paradise. A new NCIS Hawaii, Monday, 10, 9 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's Tannehill and Spiller PowerCat podcast. Here are your hosts, former K-State tight end Travis Tannehill and former Wildcat safety Monte Spiller. Hey everyone, what's up? This is Travis Tannehill and Monte Spiller on the Tannehill and Sp- Tannehill and Spiller podcast. Hope you guys are having a good week. Cats coming off a big win against TCU, going into a bye week, so should be a nice time to get them rested and recovered. But first off, Monte, how you doing, buddy? How's your week? I'm good. I'm good. Doing all right. Did you guys win last Friday? Yeah, we did. We um. We uh, had a, uh, a game that we felt comfortable and confident going into. Ended up winning 60 to 12 against uh, Jeff West High School. And, uh, nice. You know, I tried our kids staying focused and letting pass the uh, uh, team that had to park the athletes. Uh, they're down a little bit this year, but we have a big game this coming week against Houghton, uh, coached by uh, well, former K-State linebacker Brooks Barter. And he does a phenomenal job. You know, guys ready to go, and he's been there for several years, and they're always in the mix uh, when it's come to district time and playoffs. So, uh, it comes down to whoever wins this game, uh, put themselves in a pretty good position to get that first place uh, seating in district when playoffs come. So, it's an important game for us uh, on both sides of the ball, and, and I'm anxious to keep going. And the, and the kids have been doing really good at practice so far, so we'll see. Perfect. Sounds good. Well. Best of luck to you. I'll, uh, any team ran by Brooks Barta, I'm sure, is very disciplined, very tough, and uh, and very hard to, to to play against. So I'm sure you got you got, you got your work cut out for yeah. you, but uh, I got faith in you, Monty. It's kind of fun, you know, just listening right, to, listening to you throughout the uh, throughout the season here. I know you know K State football is my biggest passion, but I love a little high school football as well. So fun to fun to follow along. Sure, you're having fun, but K State game. Where'd you watch it at? I watched it from the house, man. I watched it from the house. Um, it was a, a fun game to watch. You know, it's one of those games where we talked about it last week. You never know going into a situation with uh, TCU. Gary Patterson coached defense. You know they're going to be athletes and play well. And, and then Duggan coming off the big game against Texas the week prior, you know, they had to feel pretty good about their chances as well. And, and it's one of those games you watch it and, you know, our kids, they didn't disappoint. I was very happy with the way they came out. And, and I'm not sure if you pay much attention uh, to the pregame talk and the different talk shows, Fox, ESPN, whatever it may be. But I believe every quote-unquote expert that picked our game picked TCU to win. So yep. that was kind of a, uh, uh, a slap in the face to our guys, but we shut them up pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, and... and- I'll cut. I'll give those experts a little crap, or, or cut them a little slack, because uh, 
I, if someone would have put me on the record with the microphone in my face, I, I probably would have been leaning the same way, the same direction they were. Um, I, I think we talked on the show, you know, if Skyler plays, it's a coin flip. If Skyler can't play, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough uphill battle, which we saw Skyler not play. And Will Howard had to come, right. come step in. And he, he did a good enough job to win. I mean, the numbers aren't overly impressive but um he managed the game well enough to win what kind of were you just your overall thoughts on, on will howard obviously being you know you're coaching 18 year olds imagine some of your seniors 12 <laughs> months from now uh that's what I, I got a brother-in-law that's a senior in high school so it's really hard for man my brother-in-law him in 12 months leading the leading a division one football program up and down the field i just can't even fathom it so uh overall thoughts on you know one will's play two kind of just the maturity that he showed to be able to find a way to win that ball game no you hit it you hit it on the head with that he looked mature he didn't look rattled at all he actually looked like he belonged you know and as much as i love scholar and and, and i'm praying for a speedy recovery for him moving forward you know after watching will play any doubts that I had for the Cats moving forward, especially the next couple of weeks, um, they were put to rest. You know, he looked like the guys had confidence in him. You know, the big play when they were backed up on our own, what, five or 10 yard line, and they, they caught up a great call on the quarterback draw. That right there showed his leadership. You know, he might not be as fast as some other quarterbacks in the league, but he may do. And it's one of those things where he wasn't hesitant to put balls in spots where he, he needed to, and he made some big throws when they were needed. And you can tell the team was behind them 100%. You know, I don't think anybody else felt like they had to do extra to cover up for him as a quarterback. They did their job and, and had confidence in him. And you can tell the coaches on the sideline had confidence in him. You know, my thing about him, like you said, being a true freshman, he looked mature uh, beyond his years, and he looked confident. And, and I'm glad he's a K-State Wildcat. But the young man looked like he was having fun. When he made a mistake, you know, there wasn't a lot of finger pointing. There wasn't a lot of... Uh, uh, uncomfortableness on the sideline. They want to talk to each other. They look like they hash things out. Next series, he came back and looked good. So as a fan of the Cats, I was very pleased with this play. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was um... – I, I, I gave a lot of credit to that coaching staff just because they protected him so well with the play calling. I thought they did an excellent job. You know, you're not going to throw the ball 30 times or, you know, 35 times with a true freshman and win the ball game. You're going to throw the ball 19 times like they did. Uh, eight for 19, 117 yards with one eye, with a, a pretty bad interception and not, not a very good decision and not a very good throw. So, uh, so yeah, you, you're just not going to win that game if you have to ask Will Howard to throw that ball 30 times, which – Props to him um, and props to that defense. The defense allowed that coaching staff to, to play a little more conservative than, than you would see and to play, uh, you know, just a little safer with those play calls because, you know, they one, they had the lead going into the fourth quarter and, and they were right in the ballgame the whole entire time. So, yeah, if Kansas State gets down by two scores early, this is a totally different ballgame. We're probably talking about how Will Howard went, uh, you know, 12 for 38 or, or something crazy and, and had two interceptions and it was, it was a disastrous start for, for Will Howard. So props off to that offensive staff, but uh, for sure that defense keeping them in it and, and really keeping them ahead, ahead of that score so they could allow that QB, Will Howard, to uh, to play conservative and just be, be smart in his first start. No, you're absolutely correct. And it's one of those things what I love about football. I'm glad it's a team sport, you know, because when the offense – is shorthanded or when the offense is not playing well, 
our defense picks it up, and then vice versa. When our defense is struggling, the offense, special teams, uh, somebody picks it up on their side. So that makes a huge difference in going into the game. And, and going back to the defense, you know, there's an old saying our defense could be our best offense because we kept TCU's offense off the field. And when they were on the field, and, and our defense has been pretty consistent, I would say with the exception of week one, they, as far as Big 12 play, they've been consistent about the physicality. You know, there were times where uh, Duggan would run and he would get hit. And when he came off, you know, and I'm glad that he came back because I hadn't seen anybody get hurt. But he didn't look right when he came back. You know, he had that deer in the headlight look. I'm not saying he he had concussion, but the look in his eyes wasn't the same when the game started, you know, and the confidence wasn't there. And I think the defense knew that, and I took advantage of it, and they brought pressure. And, and all the speed that TCU has and all the skill guys they have, he didn't have time to throw the ball, which worked in our favor, and that put pressure on him. So the defense did a great job of putting the offense in a comfortable position where – they can move the ball, be smart about the plays, not feel like they have to get a big play down the field and be consistent. So that was huge, in my opinion. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and really, you know, that goes off. You know, I just praise the offensive staff and how good they did at protecting Will. But, man, that defensive staff, um, you know, putting those guys in the right position and just doing a, an amazing job of, of keeping that TCU offense in check because, I mean, yeah, I mean this this defense has been dominant other than other than week one, um, and, and you know they improved so much after after one week. Uh, you know I, I was utterly terrified of the season after that first week. I was like, oh my gosh, we can't play defense, and our offensive line is horrible. What what? Our, and our wide receivers didn't play well either and they still haven't played well so um right. but no that, that that defense did an exceptional job keeping them in that game uh they're they're fun to watch and uh do doing a nice job uh back over the offensive side of the ball mr joshua youngblood decided to leave the program yesterday um yeah. or depending on when you listen to this decided to leave it uh, wednesday after or excuse me tuesday after the after the game against tcu what uh what are your thoughts? I mean, I don't know. I, I never had – I mean, don't get me wrong. During certain summer workouts and winter conditioning, I wanted to quit so bad. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's just a temporary pain quit. It's not an actually going to quit quit. Uh, right. What uh, – I mean, did you ever have, like, a buddy that quit? I mean, what goes through those guys? Not, not, he's not quitting. He's going somewhere else. So did you ever have right. a close teammate that decided to transfer and try to do, do it somewhere else? Because I never really did. Yeah, I had one situation where we had a guy transfer, but it wasn't because of um, lack of play time. It wasn't because of something, you know, wasn't right with the program. It was just one of those things where um, being a freshman, a guy was from Florida, and he was a long way from home. And I think um, he was really close to his family. And I think the fact that being away from his family and, and, and his support system, it was, it was tough on him, and, and it, it took a mental toll on him and he decided to go somewhere closer to home, which I can respect that. You know, some guys mature a little bit differently than others, and, and, and that's that, that. I can respect that, and I'm okay with that. But as far as not being happy uh, with your playing time or not being happy with whatever the situation may be, I've never had anybody uh, pull the trigger and, and, and actually transfer uh, because of that. You know, so I don't, I'm not sure what his train of thought is. I don't know all the details behind the decision to lead the program, but you know, anybody that initially commits with K-State, I wish him well. 
uh, whatever they may do in the future. And it's one of those things where, you know, you hate to see a young man go because he seemed to be well-liked by a lot of the fans and he seemed to be enjoying the program. But obviously something something changed. I don't know what it was, but something changed. But I, for me, I, and, and like you and I, we come from different times, you know. Back then, uh, well, for, first of all, my mama wouldn't let me transfer if even if I wanted to. <laughs> Same <laughs> that was here. Not even an option. Yeah, Same here, but it would have been my dad. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, mama wouldn't have that. She goes, you started it, you're going to finish it. But, uh, and like I said, we come from a different type of uh, times. But um, on, on, on the flip side, I, it's hard for me to, to, to fathom a, a kid transferring. But I'm pretty sure he had, hopefully he had good reasoning. And like I said, I wish him well. You know, it's unfortunate because he made some good plays for us, and and I enjoy watching him play as a as a K State player. But on the flip side, you you were, you alluded to it earlier, the offensive side of the ball, as far as receivers, we haven't done a lot, and it's not like we're losing a lot with him uh, as a receiver. Now, special teams down the road, probably we could use him, and but we have other guys that have stepped up also. But it's tough, you know. I hate to see it happen, but it is what it is, and, we, and you move forward. You move forward. So Yeah, and, and that's the baby, what I would take from this, and I was thinking about this the other day, is it seems like, you know, and, and maybe at other schools or the prior staff, like when a player transferred, it was just like the end of the world. It was like dramatic, and, you know, and and the way Coach Snyder disciplined, it just got it got nasty before a player would transfer or he would let a player transfer. Um, he, he would kind of put that rein on there like, no, you can't transfer. Like, you're, you signed a letter of intent, you're here, and unless I release you. And I know sometimes the rules have changed in recent past, and but Coach Kleiman's like, if you don't want to be here, get the heck out of here. Like, I don't, I don't want you if you're if you're not going to be all in on this team. I don't want you around here. Best of luck. Here's the door. Um, it's professional. It's not personal. It's uh, it's just you know, unfortunately, it's part of the game nowadays, and you can almost have to manage that uh, th- th- these teams. So, um, which you mentioned returners. I want to see Deuce Vaughn back there catching some punts and kicks. Anyway, we can get him the ball because uh, he did not have a productive day on Saturday. TCU did do a nice job. Uh, they shut him down. I mean, 14 carries for 43 yards, only three yards a touch, and then only one reception out of the backfield. And that's what, you know, we talk about these receivers and the receiving core as a whole. I mean, Deuce Vaughn's done, done some really nice things out of the backfield. Briley Moore's been exceptional. Um, Nick Lenners showed up last Saturday against TCU. He had that big drop, which uh, may or may not have been a drop, of, you know, 10 out of 10 on the difficulty of uh, of, of catch scale. So I'll, I'll let that one slide uh, for Mr. Lenners. But other than that, the wide receiving core has been pretty – probably the they've transitioned to the most disappointing group on offense for me. I was really worried about that offensive line. I was concerned about them. They've they've showed me that they can do it. Uh, I've got a little bit of confidence in that offensive line. Coach Riley has got them got them coached up, got them where they need to be. You know, they got some guys back, which helps. That, you know, they got a little healthier. Uh, but this receiving core, I mean, the big-name guys, I mean, Malik Knowles is nowhere to be found. Uh, Jabaston Taylor didn't do, you know, he's, you know, two catches, ten yards. I mean, whoop-de-doo. Yeah. Um, and so it's What's going on with this receiving core? I mean, how can yeah. how can they get this receiving core back on track? Because they're going to have to. I mean, they got a freshman quarterback. They got to help this guy out. Yeah, and 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 not, and, not, and, and as funny as it sounds, and I and I hate to even say it because I'm not knocking the program, but um, we get a bye week and then we play KU the next week, and that and that can help cure a lot of remedies. Uh, and and now and, and a remedy is one of those things where. 
you go in, it's, just, it's, it's a state rival, in-state rival, Sunflower Showdown, and I think it's a good game for the guys to build some confidence. You know, you're playing at home um, and, and you're moving forward, so that's something that we have to look forward to. But with them having two weeks with the new quarterback to kind of get timing down, because before Scholar went out, um, the tight end was his main target, and not, and not knocking that because they did some good things together. But maybe with a new quarterback, he can get some new relationships with some of the guys that uh, wasn't getting the ball as much, and they feel a little more confident to make some plays. So um, they got to continue to grind, continue to do a good job. Because as far as catching the ball, they haven't been great. But if you look at the run plays, they do a great job of passing, of blocking on the edge and allowing Deuce and the other running backs to get uh, big runs. So that's huge. So hopefully they can kind of put that together, the pass blocking, the run blocking, and pass catching, and kind of go from there. So Yeah, that's my biggest thing on them is they haven't even – I mean, you know, there's been a handful of drops here and there like there always is, but, like, they just don't do a very good job of getting open, like, which is – which is hard. And, you know, Skyler has always been a conservative quarterback. He's not going to fit it into, you know, too many tight windows. Um, I would not want Will Howard trying to fit it into too many tight windows. So, I mean, those receivers, they have to find. And, and a lot of that, too, can come, you know, can come from the top coach mess and, and running some different better schemes to, uh, to just to make sure that some guys are getting some guys are getting open. PowerCat Podcast. We'll be right back. Citizen sleuths are focusing on the brutal slayings of four college kids. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. This is the start of something major. Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho College murders. There's plenty of places to hide a weapon. And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Where is a roommate? This is a huge night. What's the truth from you? Hashtag Cyber Sleuths. The Idaho Murders. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Ready? Go. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Hang on! It's off the charts spectacular. Go, go, go! Tom Cruise has outdone himself. The world's coming after you. Stay out of my way. Prepare for one of the best action movies ever made. This is getting exciting. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Rated PG 13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. We now send it back to the PowerCat podcast. All right, moving on. Um, you know, obviously the news came out this week. Skyler uh, out for the year. We, we, you know, there was a little bit of hope that he may be able to, it may be able to come back, especially with you know missing TCU game, bye week, then KU. That'd be a nice little three to four week window where he could get healthy if it was possible. Uh, still a lot of mystery around that injury. Coach Klein is not really uh, listing out too many specifics. But we do know there was a surgery out for the season. That's that's the end of it. With the season basically not counting, which I still find weird, which I, I may have to go on a pretty good rant about that before the end of the season. I don't understand how we're playing 90% of the season and, right. you know, we're, we're, we're reigning champions and there's going to be a playoffs and the season doesn't count. I, I, I don't get it. Um, right. So, yeah, if we got in 30% of the games and it was a total disaster, yeah, let them all play next year. But, like, we're basically getting the whole season in. So, um, anywho, with uh, with Skyler out, what is 
if you're in his shoes, are you coming back next year? Well, what's kind of your thought process of what he should do or, or what he could do? I mean, a borderline NFL guy, maybe, you know, probably not going to make it. Let's be realistic. But yeah. do you go for it? Or do you, and he's got his degree, you know, from the academic side, he's good. Or do you come yeah. back for one last rendezvous and, uh, and try to have another glor- glorious season? Yeah, my, my thing is what, you know, what do you want to do moving forward? You know, do you want to take the chance at the NFL? Do you honestly believe you have an opportunity? If so, definitely come back, you know. And then my question is, is it here at K-State or is it at some other college that may need a quarterback? You know, you look at the Russell Wilsons. I'm not by any means comparing them to Russell Wilson, but he was at a big-time program um, and then transferred to, um, was it NC State? He started at and then transferred, I can't remember. I think he was. Where? Um, I'll keep going. I'll look it up for you. Yeah. I know he's at Wisconsin but he transferred. For a while. He transferred from a, a, one big-time program to another, you know, and he had one year at the other program, and, and, and look at him now, you know. Not, like I said, not comparing him to Scholar or Scholar to him by any means. But it's kind of – my thing is what do you want to do? You know, do you come back because you want to have one more year with your brothers, try to win the Big 12 championship, uh, and then hopefully go to the playoffs? If that were to happen, great, you know. But if not, if you're looking for your future uh, possibilities in the NFL, do you look elsewhere because you got two young quarterbacks – that are going to be on the roster that you're competing with as well. You know, I think K-State will honor him regardless and give him the opportunity to keep his job as a starter unless Will Howard just has a phenomenal season and then they have to compete in the spring. Who knows with that? But on the flip side, like you said, academically, he's in great position to do what he wants to do. You know, this is something you want to come back as a GA. Do you want to get into coaching? Do you want to have a career in something else? So it's a lot of things I think he has to look at. But the good thing for him is it's unfortunate that it happened, but fortunately he has options. And fortunately it happened in a weird year, like you said, where people are saying the season doesn't count. But I don't get that either because you have conference championships and a playoff, so why doesn't it count? Right. But, but like I said, if it's going to happen, he is fortunate enough in a weird way to have it happen during the off year. Right. So he has options. So it's you know it's, it's a bad situation, but it's a good situation for him if you're looking at uh, the silver lining. Yeah, I mean at least he's got an, at least he's got the choice to make. I mean a lot of a lot of seniors get hurt in their senior year, and you know that's it. They played their last snap of football, and they didn't know what was about to happen. But yeah, Russell Wilson. I, yeah, NC State originally. I'd kind of forgotten about that, but he ended up at Wisconsin. That's what I was there like. I'm go. pretty sure he ended at Wisconsin. I don't remember him anywhere before that. Uh, but yeah, he blew up at Wisconsin. Had an exceptional year there. Um, and, and then obviously doing exceptional things with our boys Tyler Lockett and BJ Finney up in Seattle. They're they're playing yeah. some really really good football up there right now. Um, so that leads me tailing off the Skylar Thompson question. So we got Scott. Assuming Skylar comes back, I, I think he will. I, from what kind of the tweets that were going out from his teammates yesterday, um, you know, some of the verbiage is like you'll come back stronger, you'll be even better. You know, some of that so it sounds like maybe they want him to come back. He's thinking about coming back. Um, if he's had those private conversations, which are, you know, obviously um, between him and Coach Kleiman and, and his family. But so next year, the quarterback room will be uh, Skylar Thompson, a sixth-year senior now, I think, would be would be the, de- yeah, the definition. Right, yeah. um, will Howard, who's got about – he'll have about, what, six or seven games under his belt as a starter. And then let's not forget about the highly recruited Jake Rubley out of Colorado, uh, yeah. who will be a true freshman. So, I mean, you're going to have – 
three exceptional choices. And, and that's where, you know, I hate to even put the seat out there, but I mean, if I'm one of those three, I mean, if I'm Jake Groovely, I'm a little worried that I'm going to come yeah. in and one, I got to beat out a fellow young guy and that, you know, and I got to sit behind a 60 year senior probably. Cause I mean, let's be realistic. If Skyler comes back, it's his job. Uh, yeah. we, they're yeah. not going to give that to, to will, uh, probably, you know, and probably rightfully so. I mean, Skyler's still a really, I mean, he was some of the stats, you know, when he went down national media picked up on, I mean, he was having a top, 10 in the country season. Uh, yeah. he, he was a top 10 quarterback, and you know, his stats were. So um, if you're Jake Rubley, if you're Will Howard, like, what do you – I mean, obviously you hate to see someone get hurt, and, you, and that's why the season's so weird and so awkward. It's like these seniors – like, no, if you played a – here's my opinion. If you played a freshman because you thought it wasn't going to count against their eligibility, like, that's fine. Let's keep those guys. They're still freshmen next year, whatever. But if you were a senior already and you were going to play any – I mean – Let's get them on with their life and get them out of here. And I know some guys will go to the NFL. It's not like it's going to be some massive problem. But for a program like Kansas State that only has one or two guys that are going to make it to the NFL, and you got another 15 seniors on scholarship or 20 seniors on scholarship, I mean, if 18 of them come back, that's going to cause some huge issues just from scholarship numbers and playing right. time. And then we start seeing younger guys transfer because they had to wait another year, and now they're frustrated. So... I don't know. That could just be a mess. But back to my original question, Jake Rubley, Will Howard, what are you thinking if you're those two young guys and Skylar Thompson comes back next year? You know, for, for, for Will Howard, he he's in a win-win situation because, for one, he's proven. You know, right was well, one game. But I, I'm, yeah, I'm expecting him to be He played well. okay for one game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm expecting him to yep. do better and continue to grow. And, that, and that's my hope for him. And, I, and like I said, hopefully when it gets to that point, we can look back and say he's a proven quarterback in the Big 12. You know what I mean? That's what we hope to look back, move, uh, you know, looking in the future. But Skyler is a proven guy. And then you got this highly touted uh, freshman coming in. And so my thing is, and like you said, it's human nature. You want to be, if you're a quarterback, you are an alpha male in most cases, and you want to be the guy, you know. And it's one of those things where you might be okay with sitting one year, learning the program, learning the system, learning from behind a guy. But then, you, then second year, you want to. I want to be that guy. I want to be the leader. I want to be the face of the program, you know. So I think it can exist for a year, but then when Skyler does leave, that leads to two other studs, and at that point. Somebody is going to jump ship, in my opinion, and go elsewhere where they know they can beat out whoever may be a quarterback at a different program, you know. And, and, and that's just the way I'm thinking. But And I could be wrong. And who knows, you know. Um, Scholar could surprise everybody and go elsewhere, you know. Um, but I know he's loved here at K-State. I know he loves K-State. So who knows? It's wide open. But I wouldn't be surprised to see someone leave next year or definitely the following year. Yeah, no, unfortunately, that's just, I mean, a lot of these schools now, they bring in two young quarterbacks, knowing one of them's going to win it out, and the other one's probably going to transfer. So that's, uh, I, I hate it that that's the way it is, but unfortunately, and and that's what, you know, you can't blame the kid. Who wants to sit, who wants to be a backup for four years? I mean, if you're, you know, who wants to play only their senior year? It's like, no, I want to play yeah. at least my junior and senior year, and hopefully a little bit my sophomore year. Uh, that's kind of right. the, the, the transition that you'd like. So, um, all good. All good with uh with TCU. Yeah, TCU. Hey, you know the, the best part about it is we're still in first place in the Big Twelve. Dude, I you know? know it's crazy. If you asked me that I a know. month ago, I would have laughed at you. I know, and I love saying that. And if you look at the preseason, 
who would have thought that K-State, Okie State, and Iowa State, and I was talking to my youngest son, I said, it must be the year of the state because you got three state schools at the top, and then you have the traditional powerhouses outside of KU um, at the bottom, you know, so or, or mid-level, mid lower, lower level. But uh, we're loving it right now. And, I, and we got a bye week, and like I said, we got KU coming up. So we're sitting in a pretty good position to get guys healed up, to uh, continue to get better, and to move forward. So right now, things are looking pretty good for the Cats, man. Yeah, no, I definitely uh, – yeah, they, they, they've, they've, they've put themselves in a pretty good position, and uh, they're, they're coming on bye week, going to get some more guys healthy. Hopefully, we you know, K-State can keep everyone healthy. Uh, from from COVID situation, we've seen Baylor. It's kind of taken over Baylor uh, the last week or two. Their program is on lockdown. It seems like. Um, touch real quick, just on uh, you know KU. Obviously, the laughing stock of the entire country. The last uh, what are we? Two thousand twenty. I think they were good in like two thousand eight or two thousand nine. So, uh, you know, it, it's been a good it's been a good decade since since they've really put put out a. Uh, competitive team what right. from your standpoint i mean the good thing i guess with bringing in a freshman quarterback is i think that this k-state team might take it a little less for granted i mean we used to go into that ku game so confident i mean i yeah. never played i never played a fourth quarter against ku that's how much yeah, we, we were always up 50 something to teens and like exactly. i never i never had to play the fourth quarter it was amazing it was like a second bye week and so yep. we were just so confident going into that game which was great but there was a couple times we got off to a slow start and you know the first quarter we were tied or the first quarter um you know we were up by three after a slow start in the first quarter but this kansas state team with a backup not a backup quarterback with, with a young true freshman quarterback now starting I mean, they're going to have to bring it. I mean, this KU team is going to see an opportunity like, hey, if we, if KU can put together a good game plan and come out and execute for one game, for four quarters, that's their whole entire season. So they're going to throw everything they have to win this game. And I you know, I think and I hope they come up short. But this K-State team better be ready because they're going to get this, – this is KU Super Bowl. And Kansas State with a, with a true freshman quarterback is going to have to execute and play well uh, in order to beat this KU team. Yeah, definitely. KU is circling this game uh, as spoiler. You know, point blank, that they are putting everything. That I think they play West Virginia this Saturday. I'm not sure if it's in Lawrence or if it's up in Morgantown. But win or lose, I guarantee, especially the, the in-state guys that play for KU, they are looking at this and seeing us, and, and they read the media. They see it. They say they don't, but they do. And they don't like being uh, little brother. And they've been little brother for years. And, and in case they's doing really well and continue to do well, so they look at this as, hey, we're going to put everything we got into this game, and if we can beat them, that's going to salvage a little bit of our season moving forward. So, I, and, I, and I, I'm pretty sure Coach Kleiman and the rest of the staff are making the kids aware of that, because KU has nothing to lose. So you're going to see trick plays, you're going to see fake punts, you're going to see everything and then some, because they have nothing to lose. Because if it doesn't work. Nobody expected them to win anyway. So that puts us in a, a position where we have to be ready for everything. So I hope the kids realize that and get ready and uh, and come prepare, which I don't doubt that they will. Yeah, no. If it's there's one thing we've seen from those coaching staff, it's that they do a pretty good job of getting their guys prepared. Um, I mean, just other, you know, 
barring that Arkansas State game. Let's just forget about that one. But other than that, <laughs> they, 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 they've done a pretty good job of having this team prepared. And, yeah, KU going to West Virginia. Uh, they got the big noon uh, 11 a.m. kickoff for, uh, with Fox. So got a little national television for the for the Jayhawks, which is a rarity. Um, yep. I'll, be, I'll be nice to them. I'm, I'm pretty mean to them. I need to be nicer. Those kids – and that was always my – I always felt – I had some friends – contacts that you know not friends but guys you play against that you respect that ended up over there and you know how man football's hard football hurts it's painful it's tiring it's mentally exhausting physically exhausting you're always hurt and it it gets if you win a lot of games it's still barely worth it if you lose every game like i can't even imagine showing up to practice every day not one of the game not not have won a game in two or three years i mean those guys I feel bad for them, and they work just as hard as anyone, and and they do deserve to win a game every once in a while to have a little happiness and positivity and reward for their hard work. But right. at the end of the day, this is real life, and no one's gonna no one's gonna hand it to you. So you better go take it. And I just hope uh, I hope KU versus K State this week uh, or next week on October twenty fourth is not uh, not the game they decide to show up and and play outside their mind and, and find a way to scrap out a win against K State. I don't think they will though. Yeah, I think overall as a team, we are more talented. Well, I know we are. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and and, and the saving grace is our defense, uh, we match up really well with them. You know, uh, Puka Williams, that guy's been a stud for KU, but they don't have anybody that can block for him a whole game. And, and to a point, you can only put him in so many uh, positions. And I think also um, that Deuce is going to give their defense some fits uh, and open space because you can't put a linebacker on him one-on-one if you go nickel package and bring another D back in we can go with the quarterback run game so pick your poison but um i think we're in a uh, pretty good pretty good position moving forward we just can't take them for granted and, and, and look past them by any means and i don't think they will i do not think they will so but yeah and obviously uh another distraction there for ku obviously with coach miles getting uh covid last week hopefully yeah, yeah. i think i saw i think he was planning to coach the west virginia game uh last i heard or last i saw so obviously you know if he's coaching west virginia he'll be back for k-state but obviously uh thoughts and prayers to to him to get healthy you know as much as we dislike ku we don't want anyone to get hurt or seriously Definitely. uh seriously injured or ill um all because i mean at the end of the day he, he's he's still hilarious i mean it's yeah, comical yeah. what he does so he's a goofy he's a goofy dude and uh, i yeah. enjoy seeing his uh his headlines <laughs> come across my twitter feed sometimes but awesome well this is uh been the wrap up from the tcu a little bit of ku preview monty and i both uh, i think we're in a uh Skip the show next week. So, you know, going into KU, we kind of touched on them this week. So, we will see you all in two weeks after the uh, KU victory um, at Kansas State. It looks like an 11 o'clock kickoff. Anything else wrapping up, Money? That's about it, man. Take care of yourself and uh, all the listeners. Uh, go Cats. Absolutely. Sounds good, buddy. Best of luck this weekend. Hope you and your boy have a have a good game and the rest of your uh, the rest of your players have a good, safe good safe game and a, and a Wildcat victory against, uh, against old, old Barta. So, it should be fun. Definitely, definitely. Perfect. Thanks, Monty. Have a good one. Thank you. Powercat Podcast. All rights reserved. Go and Spirit Street Publishing. Greetings, Fantasy Warriors. I'm Heath Cummings, your guide to fantasy dominance on FFT Dynasty. 
Join me this offseason where mock drafts become epic showdowns and every pick shapes your legacy. If, if I was Adam with the team that he's built, Will Levis makes so much more sense. And that's not all. We're peeling back the curtain on the future with our exclusive 2024 NFL Draft Prospect Profiles. Uncover hidden gems that will elevate your roster to legendary status. Puka Nakua. After Cooper Cup, we really have no idea who's going to get the targets. Keaton Mitchell of East Carolina. Explosive speed is ridiculous. This isn't just a podcast. It's a playbook for champions. Subscribe to FFT Dynasty now, and together, we'll conquer the fantasy football frontier. Your dynasty journey starts here.